Yo, what's up, mates? Cheeky Volley, episode 15, US Open preview. What's up, Asher? What's up, mate? Yeah, what time is it in London right now? Uh, it's, uh, it's early for me. Uh, it's only 11.16 at, at night. Normally, uh, I do these a bit later. <laughs> Usually, we do the, the 3 a.m. So, Yeah. Asher, when, do you, when, are you, when are you coming to New York? Uh, I'm getting there next Friday. Um, pretty fired up about it. First time going to the U.S. Open. Uh, going to go with uh, the cheeky crew on Saturday. We're going to cause a bit of a ruckus. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, stay stay tuned to the Cheeky Volley Instagram this weekend for uh, a lot of U.S. Open content. And for the first time, we'll be unveiling the Cheeky Volley t-shirts. We're also taking orders to the U.S. Open, uh, expecting <laughs> a lot of uh, volume coming in. So a lot of good content coming. All right, Asher, let's, uh, let's get into it. U.S. Open... We've had a pretty interesting summer swing. Some of us may be still recovering from that Wimbledon final. Uh, every time I play now, when I get to 40-15, I kind of start freaking out. <laughs> um, yeah, the, uh, the, the other day I had a, I had a dream in which um, Federer was about to win Wimbledon. And sort of he didn't, but I didn't sort of know why. And then I, I, I woke up and I realized uh, it was reality. Oh, um, man. So, so that, that didn't put me very well <laughs> for the rest of the day. <laughs> um, all right. So let's talk. For a few minutes about what the summers looked like, the U.S. Open series. Um, sure. So I think is there, is there anything else to talk about apart from my guy um, Daniil Daniil Medvedev? Oh, also real real quick before Medvedev, how do you feel about this weird like post Wimbledon? There's the Umag uh, and the Bustad random oh, and, like, uh, and the Hamburg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think like, right after I Wimbledon, think... Dominic team just tries to squeeze in a couple titles. <laughs> I think I think Federer played like two of those um, six years ago when he was experimenting with going to a bigger racket. Yeah, he I lost those tournaments Federico... like on the schedule. In case Federer loses early in Wimbledon, he yeah. can experiment with stuff to like see if he can get better. But uh, I don't yeah. see any point of those tournaments apart from that. It was a bad swing. I think he lost to Federico Del Bonis. When, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He lost right? to Federico yeah. Del Bonis and, and, da- and Daniel Brands. Oh, man. Yeah. Daniel Brands. I remember the German player, right? Yeah. All right. So yeah, anyway, so yeah, yeah. The, the the more important tournaments at hand here. So we have what Washington, Montreal, Cincinnati, Winston Salem. Let's, let's start off with Washington. Well, well, well um, so let, let's just um, discuss um, Montreal, Cincinnati because they're they're the main ones, right? And then we can just like recap, um, just like the winners of the other ones. True. True. Um, so yeah, breakout breakout star of the of the summer, Daniel, a boy, Daniel Medvedev. What Daniel. is he like six or five? Super lanky, uh, weird strokes on TV, especially. Um, I heard I heard the commentators discuss this guy wasn't like one of the big Russian prospects, like compared to like Rublev or or Kachanov. Mm. Uh, but this guy's he's got he kind of was solid as a back end last year. He's he's been really solid this year, but no one really saw this coming. Um, I think. Our friend Chris texted me the other day, and he's like, "When did Medvedev become the best player in the world?" Yeah, <laughs> I think he, he just saw he saw like a semis of him. So yeah, he got he got to the final of uh, Montreal, uh, lost to Rafa, but lost in uh, lost pretty badly six three six love in unusual conditions. Uh, it was super windy, uh, and I think he just didn't deal with that well. I thought I thought he would do better than he did, but then he just came back straight away the next week, uh, took down Cincinnati. Um, amazing win over Novak. 
Um, Kabir, what, did you did you notice anything in his game that you thought was like particularly impressive? He he seems to kind of do offense defense really well. Yeah, uh, so that's big, one thing I, I, I wanted to ask you about too. And it's thing it's it's interesting with Medvedev is you know when you see him play at first, I think you're not as stunned or as impressed with someone uh, like uh, Kachanov or Rublev, right? I mean, obviously huge serve. He's got a pretty cheeky backhand that hits it really flat. Sometimes there's almost that Kukushkin side spin. Forehand <laughs> is obviously super effective. It's not the prettiest stroke. Um, but, no, amazing. I think he's so good. He gets so many balls back. Um, I'm amazed at how consistent he is. I think I first noticed that. I think we talked about this briefly, too. When he played Joker at the Australian Open, how many long rallies there were in that match. That match was consistent, 20, 25 ball rallies. Amazingly yeah. consistent, moves really well for someone six five. Uh, he's actually really good at net too. I mean, definitely can improve, uh, but he's pretty he's pretty effective at net. Pretty effective. Yeah, for sure. His 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 defense is really good. Yeah, uh, he, 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 as, so, as, yeah. he digs out so go. many balls and just kind of makes the other player comfortable, puts you in like awkward positions. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, for sure. And the one thing that you notice that with you, with you, as you mentioned, as you just mentioned right now, he's 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 super weird to watch because he doesn't have like a, a composure about him. He kind of just serve, does like a serve really quickly. He just like <laughs> has some weird technique on his ground strokes. He just looks as if he's hurrying into some of them. Yeah. Uh, which which is very strange because like um, like Federer, Rafa, Novak, they're all so smooth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they, they all look so relaxed, but this guy—he's a bit—he plays in a weird type of hurried style, and um, <laughs> he's mentally a bit unstable as well. <laughs> yeah. But I guess I guess that that has been improving with the wins. Uh, I mean, he was he was famous for a couple of years ago when he lost in Wimbledon for just throwing coins at, <laughs> at, at an umpire after he lost, which it, it isn't the best look. But uh, I see I see him blowing up less for sure. Yeah, it's also interesting. He he shows so little emotion on court. I remember after Cincinnati when Brad Gilbert, I think Brad Gilbert was interviewing him, uh, maybe it was Jim Courier, and after he goes, yeah, you know, I don't like to celebrate. I like to, in public, I like to celebrate in private when no one's watching, which is kind of odd. Um, it's a weird <laughs> way to say it, but um, also, can we talk about just for a moment just how professional this guy is? Kyrgios plays amazing in Washington, wins the tournament, um, I mean, a lot of drama, but he won it. Beat Medvedev in the final, seven six seven six. Next, uh, next tournament, first round loses to Edmund. Has a, you know, against more <laughs> te- temper tantrums. Wins her match at two in Montreal, and then against Hatchinov, just acted like a total like junior playing a Super Series in in Miami. Um, just complaining about Fergus Murphy and towels, and he definitely has a point. You know, he he was getting annoyed at how. He's getting violations with a shot clock when Nadal plays at his own pace. I get that, but dude, you got to move on. You you can't you can't play for an hour and a half talking to yourself and your coach the whole time about towels and Nadal and Fergus Murphy, right? Like at some point you got to move on. But then you have Medvedev just silently three consecutive finals and wins one. That's pretty amazing, right? Yeah. Uh yeah, definitely he uh he looks he looks mentally very Sort of very, very, very solid right mm-hmm. now. Obviously, obviously the winning helps. Uh, it'll, it'll be hard. It's it's hard to test. Like in the last couple of years, we've had so many guys like Kachanov, uh, Sasha, 
uh, doing well in some of these like master series, these best of three, getting some big wins. And then when it comes to the slams, it's not even like they're just losing to the big three. Um, they're losing to like random guys in like round two, round three. Right. Uh, so, so it'll be interesting to see how uh, Medvedev reacts uh, in a best of five against guys who he should be beating now. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, overall, you know, dis- despite what happens at the US Open, amazing year. Beat Djokovic twice now. Uh, I think it was in Monte Carlo we beat him on the clay. One um, one of the red clay matches. But also, aside from the kind of sketch conditions in the Montreal final, I don't think it's a good matchup, him playing Nadal. I just don't think, despite him having big, massive serve, being 6-5, I just still don't think he hits through the ball the same way some of the other tall players that have beat Rafa have. Mm. I, just, I, don't, I, I just don't see him beating Nadal. Yeah. Um, also, one thing I noticed during that match is that he kind of struggles directionally, um, mm. on the backhand especially. Like He was very happy just to drill that backhand, just cross-court, cross-court. But Rafa obviously is isn't going to be troubled on that forehand. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he didn't. He wasn't like as good as sort of changing up directionally. I say uh, Novak is. Yeah, I guess if there's one player that patterns don't really work against, it's got to be Nadal, right? Yeah. All right. So I think that's a good transition into. I mean, right now going to the U.S. Open, he's got to be one of the favorites, no? Um, it depends well, yeah. on the draw, but in terms of form, uh, well, yeah, for sure. I mean, you can't really put him ahead of um, the other three guys, the big three. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after that, it's it's definitely him, and and he's he's quite a distance away from uh, everyone else. Right. Um, so, like, if we look at the betting markets, I mean, Novak is quite a heavy favorite. He's only he's he's close to being fifty percent. He's like a two point two. Uh, Rafa second four, and we, we'll get into the draw in a minute. The draw obviously impacts this. Um, Roger third favorite at nine point eight. He just moved up from nine point six to nine point eight. <laughs> Real quick though, your boy Prajnesh Gunaswaran takes Medvedev first round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's your boy. <laughs> Again, another terrible matchup for Prajnesh. I mean, he's, he's, bad he's, luck. he's getting super bad luck in these in these first round matches. He's he's doing the, the good work getting into these Grand Slams. Yeah, no, he's doing really well. But it, yeah, it's tough, tough. Uh, Tough first round, but, you know, one thing, and I want to get your thoughts on this too, but in spite of him going to this tournament with obviously the best form right now, has he played too much this summer? Right now, he leads the tour with the most wins this year. I think he's at 44. Yeah, he's at 44 and 16 for the year. Um, has he played too much though, right? I mean, three. I, I, after Montreal, he said that he had played both match and um, training, I think, well, out of the last month, like 25 days, um, which may seem, you know, uh, standard, but definitely when you're playing three consecutive tournaments, it's just a high level playing top players. When, when you get to a slam, makes it the third round, you, you hit a seed, you're now playing best of five. Is that where it kicks in and maybe the legs burn out? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a really great point. Um, yeah. if, we, if we look at a, like... Let's look at a couple of guys early on the season who we, who we thought were looking great, like uh, our boy Sitsipas and um, <laughs> and Felix uh, Auger Aliasim. Uh, both of those guys, I think they've they've sort of played too much and burned out, and they've they've had pretty bad summer hardcore swings, including including Wimbledon as well. Uh, Felix had a pretty bad loss at Wimbledon mm-hmm. to Hugo Umber 
um, who I'd never seen before. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, best of three is completely different to best of five. Um, Medvedev hasn't really, he hasn't been to semis before or a Grand Slam. Best of five, though, it does it does help. I think I think it helps the best of five. Actually, it, it helps like Federer and Nadal with their age because you get that rest day in the middle. So I think the younger players would prefer to play best of three with um, with no rest days. Uh, that, it would give them the advantage um, in that way because I think. They, uh, but the thing is, they don't know how to manage their bodies properly. Right. Um, so if you look at Federer's schedule of the summer, he played one tournament. Novak played, I think one tournament rafa just played one but this so he's he's quite inexperienced um yeah well we'll see i mean i think he's played too much um but we're gonna we're just yeah we're just gonna have to have to see yeah i mean it'd be it'd be fascinating to see i mean the other thing too that i i think is interesting for us to watch is that in addition to the fact that maybe he's played too much, it's also the way he plays, right? He doesn't do the big, I mean, yeah, he can definitely, I mean, uh, he's done a lot of games this summer where he's held in about 44 seconds, 38 seconds. They've shown highlights of that, but still he seems okay and comfortable playing the type of tennis where he forces the other player to lose. He's not yeah. like big guys doing one, two punches and coming to the net. He, he really is okay playing long rally. So I don't know if that helps him. Yeah, yeah, he uh, he plays long rallies. He he does a lot of sliding around the court, um, a lot of slicing, a lot of just drawing out the point, just forcing the other guy to miss. I, I don't know, like you physically might need to speed things up, but maybe that places him out of his comfort zone, and he uh, he loses. Yeah, um, I I wouldn't recommend his schedule, but i think he he is still young though so he he sort of his body might be able to handle it mm-hmm. um but i i would just rather have had like he's he's scheduled to face novak in the quarters i mean i right. think he should get there right. uh I, I i would prefer to have like a, a week a week break but maybe maybe sort of given given the form he was in maybe that extra confidence will help him right um over over the rest so uh yeah it's 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 a it's a weird one. Um, yeah, I mean he he should definitely make it to the third round. Third round, the first seed he could play would be Fritz, um, which could be an interesting matchup. But I I think I still prefer Medvedev. I think he just moves so much better than Fritz does. Fourth yeah, he should, round, he should be Fritz. Yeah, yeah, fourth fourth round is where you start to get the draw starts to get a bit more interesting though. Um, who does he have fourth round? Yeah, so fourth round he could get Bachelasvili or Foganini. Mm. Uh, Foganini could be interesting. Yeah, Bachelasvili could be interesting too. He had that good match last year against Nadal. We took, I think it took him to four, maybe yeah, two yeah. tiebreaks in that match. Yeah, it was a good match. Yeah, he could be frisky. <laughs> um, yeah, so so do you think he could win? And like sort of before before we get into that um, sort of a cheeky uh, a cheeky volley. One thing we do like to look into is like uh, court surfaces. So the the rumor on the street is that the courts are playing a bit quicker than they were last year, bouncing a bit lower. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, why is that think? significant? With the court speeds? No, no. Just in terms of how the, how uh, that is. 
the reversal of uh, the trend of the last couple of years of the U.S. Open almost being an increasingly slow, hardcore tournament. Now, yeah, so, kind of so, so starting to reverse that, that, right? Yeah, yeah. So last year there was um, an interview with the guy who, who sort of like is in control of that. I don't, I don't know his official title. Um, head of I think it's head Brett, of Brett Francis. Yeah, I th- <laughs> <laughs> head head of um, court speed <laughs> at uh, USDA. Um, check him out on LinkedIn. Um, he basically said that the players were saying that the trend had been going towards quicker courts over the last few years, so they wanted to make it slower and bouncier, which kind of didn't make sense because since 2011, the players have all been saying that the courts are just getting slower and slower. So that was a bit weird. Um, last year, the surface definitely played into Novak's hands. Um, he he breezed through the tournament pretty much. Um, he played he played Del Potro in the final, and Del Potro was just. He was just lashing forehands, which were all coming back, all coming back. Um, eventually, like Novak uh, wore him down quite easily, won in straight sets. But the surf, the surf is being faster this year. Uh, I think it should, it should even it out more. Um, Medvedev beat Novak on a pretty quick surface in Cincinnati, although it, it wasn't actually quick as it has been before in Cincinnati in the past. But uh, it's still, it's still generally on the quicker side of things. Um, I think the courts that Medvedev has done well over the summer have been quicker. I think Federer, Federer would not have won on sort of last year's surface, but if the if the surface is quicker this year, it does bounce lower. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's definitely in with a chance. Rafa, Rafa, I'm, um, I think a lot of people think so. One of the misconceptions about Rafa is that he likes a slow hard court, but sort of quick versus slow isn't isn't really the um, the paradigm by which sort of his his game is dependent on is just it's more about spin. So if you look at Miami, very slow hard court, but it doesn't really take spin, so he doesn't really do well there. Indian Wells, the ball travels quicker through the air, but it's a bit bouncier, it's a bit quicker. He does better over there. He's bet he's done better at the U.S. Open since he's become uh, bouncier. So yeah, his so it, how well he'll do will will depend mainly on the spin that the court is uh, is generating. So Spot let's. On. So let's let, let's let's go through the the draw. So we we're talking about Medvedev. So he has Novak in the quarters, right? Can Medvedev beat Novak? He definitely can, but I still in a slam best of five. I still put Joker as the heavy favorite. Mm. Yeah, I think it's I, a dangerous match, but still. Um, yeah, Novak definitely got the the short end of the straw there compared to Roger and Rafa. Yeah, uh, with quarterfinal. If if they play quarters, the minimum Medvedev would have played, um, you know, twelve sets, assuming he wins straight sets, first four rounds. Obviously, Joker would play the same too, but he's played less. He's older. He's got presumably more legs for winning slams. So I don't know. I think it's, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be tough. I still see Joker um, as a favorite in that match, but you never know. Yeah, talking when about when a big server gets in rhythm, <laughs> anything can happen. Yeah, on on Joker for a minute. I mean, it was it was kind of funny for me listening to the um, the media co- uh, coverage after the the Wimbledon final, which was talking about how Novak is so mentally resilient and how he played the big point so well. I mean, I just thought that was so stupid. I mean, he 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 gave up the second set, he gave up the fourth set, uh, he had to break up in the fifth set, which he gave up. Um, you and I you got, and I have spoken about this a lot. Where in spite of him winning that match, he actually choked more than Federer did. Exa- exactly for hundred hundred percent. I mean, he he did he no did dispute. yeah he did he did up his game in the tie breaks, and Federer's game did did drop in the tie breaks. But he was definitely mentally the the worst player <laughs> during that match. I mean, the 
as in you could just I I've never seen choking like like from him before sort of the way what he was doing in the in the fifth set after he went went a break up. I mean Federer didn't have any legs from the third set on, but somehow he 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 ended up serving for the match. Uh, but yeah, I I don't think Novak is is as mentally strong as people think he is. Um, but the thing is, Medvedev might be sort of too big of a threat. Maybe it would be better if a guy who was sort of on the on the down low and Novak sort of. Um, wasn't as wary of the threat as Medvedev is right now, right? Because everyone's talking about Medvedev. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe maybe that might make Novak more sort of prepared or and or sort of just mentally switched on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, th- I, th- I would say Medvedev would have maybe like a 30% chance of winning. Right. That match. What do we have the betting markets at? I mean, what, what are the betting markets saying about his chances in the, that potential matchup and just overall to win the tournament? Uh, so he's he's fourth favorite um, at sixteen point five, which which isn't very good. it's not very high, but it's it's significantly higher than the next guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have like Dominic Team at thirty six, um, Kyrgios at forty eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kyrgios is the uh, the fifth favorite to win the tournament. <laughs> Speaking of which, you know, I I uh, you know who I'm going with Tuesday third round on Armstrong night session to see Kyrgios and Johnson. I'm going with Dylan and Devin from LSC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. proper oh. LSC squad. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Dylan Long and Devin Bostic. So um, we'll talk about Kyrgios in a minute, but yeah, I mean, yes, let, let. This gonna, yeah, this is. I'm feeling a lot of drama on this tournament. There's going to be a lot of upsets. It's going to be some great matches. There's some yeah, insane yeah, we'll, first round matches. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to about. the first round matches. Yeah, we'll get to that yeah. in a bit. So let's let's just go through the quarters um, quickly. Uh, so we got that quarter. We expect um, Novak and and Medvedev in the um, in the quarterfinals there. So then we have the second um, second quarter, which is Federer's quarter. So Federer seems to have a pretty comfortable run to the the quarterfinals. Can you see any any hiccups, potential hiccups? So our, our boy Sumit Nagal from India, <laughs> great effort though. He I mean he he went to qualifying, won three rounds. Um, I think after second match, he did an interview. He said, hey, I want to play Fed first round. And as luck has it, he plays Fed first round. Uh, it's going to be a tough match. But I, I, I do think in the last decade, out of the Indian players I've seen, he has the best game. Uh, is how, he going to challenge? Is he going to challenge? Uh, 22 or 23. Okay. Is he going to challenge Fed? No, it's, it's going to be a really tough match, but it's going to be great. Um, so yeah, Fed's draw, I like it. Um, third round, he's probably going to get Pui, unless Cole Schreiber takes out Pui in the first round. Luca Pui. I got, I got, hang on, just a, a small digression. I got a good story about Luca Pui from uh, last year. So last year I was in New York for a bit. I played at, at McCarran Park in Brooklyn. Oh, so about, about, <laughs> about so a few weeks after I leave, just like the week before the U.S. Open. Um, so I, when I when I played in McCarran, we, I was playing with our, with our mutual friend Alexi, who was on the LSC tennis squad with us. So great backhand. He, Great single-handed backhand. He's uh, he's he's at McCarran Park, and Luca Pui, who had just lost in in Cincinnati, he just shows up at McCarran Park <laughs> in Brooklyn with his with his like coaching staff, and then he just he's just hitting balls. Uh, Alexi, whose friend gets into like a, a friendly conversation from him. The the woman in McCarran Park, who's very very famous for being um, sort of the soup Nazi equivalent of <laughs> of tennis in the Brooklyn area, <laughs> she's like, "Do you have a, a like a pass?" And he doesn't know what she's talking about. He thought that, like, these courts are free. I'll just come and play. 
So she's like, she's telling him, you can't play here. You need to get a day pass. And then they don't even sell the day passes there. You have to go like online somewhere and get it. And then there's like people like gathering around. They're like, he's, he's number 15 in the world. He, he beat Rafa. (laughs) He beat Rafa two years ago at the open on Ash in five sets. She's like, I don't care who you are. Oh man. Yeah. (laughs) That's a classic. He does like two minutes of serves, and then he says, okay, I'll leave. Then he went and he had a Foster's pint. <laughs> yeah. So, then, uh, but, you know, even Lucas Pui, look, he, it could be tough. He could lose to Cole Schreiber first round, or yeah. well, Manorino is tough, right? Yeah, Dan, Dan Evans. Manorino is a good match. Dan Evans is playing really well. Quick side note, Dan Evans, I really do like the way he plays, but he's got to develop the forehand, right? Like we saw at Wimbledon when he played Jao Sosa. He should have won that match, but because he because he couldn't put balls away, it became literally it was like watching a French Open match. Jao Sosa just doing huge inside out heavy topspin of the backhand, and he was able to pull it off. I do like Dan Evans though. Yeah, he has. He seems to have really good anticipation. Like for a guy with yeah. no no seemingly obvious weapons, um, he's he's been doing really well, especially since uh, he's come back from his his cocaine suspension. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. In in the Fed quarter, um, you know it, it's tough. I mean, we, we've been, you and I have been talking about this, but I'd like it to be Troyish, but he's had pretty miserable form this year, so we don't really know what to expect from him. It could be Milos, could be Nishikori. I'd probably, if I had to bet, I'd say Nishikori. Yeah, Nishikori's been. He's. I think he's gotten into this good rhythm of getting to the quarterfinals of uh, of majors pretty comfortably. He's. Yeah. I think he, he got to the quarterfinals of Wimbledon, took a set of Roger first set. Yeah, he got to the semis really of US well. last year. Yeah. Yeah. He has he had any big injuries? That's normally the concern with him. No, I think he's been okay this year. Um. Yeah. Alex, Alex Demonor. He he won a tournament on this um on the swing. Right. What did he win? He uh, won a tournament. Yeah, he did. Um, I don't. I don't recall. He did. He did win one though. Yeah. Um, so he he seems to be. I think he won Atlanta. Yeah. He did. Um, so he 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 could get interesting. I know you guys went uh, like a great match of his with Chilich last year. Yeah, he played till like two or three in the morning on Armstrong. We actually we we didn't uh, we didn't go to that match, but uh, by the time we got home after we hit that day, that match was still gone. So we did watch it. It's classic. <laughs> right. He's, yeah, um, so he, he he could be interesting. Um, All right, bottom half of the draw, quarterfinal projections. So this is this is the weakest half of the draw, but much more interesting matchups, I think. Yeah, so this is the Dominic team. He's the highest seed in this draw. Um, so who makes it out? Sitsipas has a has a has had a bad summer. Uh, He's he also, also got a, a brutal, pretty. A, Brutal first rounder. Brutal first round playing Rublev. That's a tough match. That's a very tough match. Rublev uh, just beat Federer in straight sets at Cincinnati. Yeah, um, that was a weird match, but really good for Rublev. Yeah, you know, yeah Rublev think, played really well. Yeah, we're big Rublev fans. Uh, you know, he was injured for a lot of end of last year and this year, so nice to see him returning to the form that took him to the 2017 quarterfinals at the U.S. Open. I think it's a tough match, honestly. I'd be. Yeah, I'd probably go with Rublev. Yeah, yeah, I'd probably go Rublev as well. Also, I, I, I said this to you. Since the possibility be doing some, something weird this summer. <laughs> I don't know. I'll try to find a video and post on Instagram. I don't know if he just doesn't like the heat, but he's, it's almost like it's in, intentional. He puts this expression on in the summertime where he just looks like exhausted. Like in the fifth game, first set, he just looks exhausted. And he's kind of, 
he's got his mouth open as he's returning for serve. He's, he's, <laughs> his eyes are like sort of half open. He's doing that full Novak from like 2009, <laughs> yeah. 2010 routine before, before the like pre gluten. <laughs> that, that Next Novak thing you know, he's going to be embellishing the fact that he's off balance. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm going with the upset. I'm going Rublev. And uh, that same quarter, we got some other good first round. We got Kyrios Johnson, Bertini, Gasquet. Um, Kukushkin, Bautista first round. That's super weird match. Bakala, Bakala, Shapovlov, Felix. That's a good that, match. That's a, that's a crazy match. Yeah. Um, you know, Shapovlov. I mean, Felix has been in New York for about a week now, or already training. Shapovlov just played in Winston Salem. I'm gonna go with Felix. It's gonna be a tough match. Um, maybe form is less important than the history between them. They've known each other for so long. That could be an interesting element of this match. But I'd go with Felix. So who who gets out of this uh, this quarter though? Um, um, it, it, like I kind of like Kyrgios actually. <laughs> like if if, yeah. if there's if like it, this it, it's a super wide open quarter. Um, I, I like Kyrgios. I also like Monfils to get through it. Yeah, Monfils has been in good form as well. Um, He's been so playing this, really well. Yeah, um, I almost you know Monfils. I love the guy. I think for a lot of his career, he's just played way too defensive tennis. Um, he's obviously really good at it, but I almost feel like in the last year and a half. He's playing a little more aggressively. I think it's he's winning more matches. So hopefully he can do it this year and make a run. It'd be really fun to see. Um, bottom, yeah, so last bottom, quarter, final yeah. quarter. Bottom quarter. Pretty easy, pretty easy for Rafa, it seems. Should be good unless our boy Milman can come up with the upset. First Another round. upset against uh, the number two seed. Yeah. And uh, I think that match, though, just before I forget, I'm really curious to see if the Vornado fans are going to make an appearance in the U.S. Open this year or if they're <laughs> step it up and, you know, address the heat situation and provide the players a little more comfort. Uh, um, so going back to the score, I think Kachanov, he, he, he had a, a bad bad start to the year which was disappointing mm-hmm. especially after he beat Novak uh, in Paris last year um but he he seems to be rounding off into form now he took he had an amazing match against Rafa last year which was like four super tight sets yeah he was a set and he was a set and a breakup against Rafa uh if he gets to the quarters um I think he could give Rafa problems so I th- I kind of like the upset there I I, I kind of like catching off to beat um to beat Rafa in the quarters yeah I, I like that it's it's good. Um, Zverev, I'm going with the upset first round. I'm going to go with Radu Albot over Zverev. I have to <laughs> it, it's tough. Zverev going to the tournament with a horrible form, 20 double faults in his last round. He's playing at court 17. That He's probably not going to feel great about that. Not that it's a bad court, but, you know, court 17 is not... <laughs> Uh, he's not, I mean, he hasn't, he's been playing on big courts for the last couple of years. So this is a step. And Radu Albot's played, he's played great this year, right? He gave, he almost beat Federer. He beat Federer, he's a, yeah. He's a tough guy who's not really going to he's not he's not going to implode, right? He's he's going to go oh, to the yeah. last point. Um you know, I could I almost I could almost see this in a you know, Zverev has match point in the fourth set and Rodrigo <laughs> saves it and wins it in five. I like him in that round. Um or, or like uh, if Tiafo if Tiafo gets to uh, Dr. Ivo uh, Karlovich. Yeah, I'd like Tiafo, Tiafo maybe. Tiafo could be Sasha, um, it's a tough. It's it's tough. I, I like Karlovich over Tiafo. I'd really like to see Tiafo make the run in in New York, but it's. I would go with Karlovich. So who do we who do we think is gonna the win the win the tournament? 
Mm. I'm going to stick. I, I think my, my prediction is I, I have no idea who's going to win. Yeah. I think Novak is not going to win. That's, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so <laughs> what? Is, that, is Fed taking him prediction. out? Is Fed uh, taking out Joker in the semis? I don't know. I think Medvedev might take him out in the quarters. I want to see. Yeah, I, I really do want to see Medvedev Joker. I'm very curious to see how that's going to pan out. In a, in, I mean, both times Joker's won. It's uh, uh, Medvedev has won. It's been uh, um, in a best of three. Yeah, um, I think Australia was four. That was definitely a tough match. So it's going to be interesting. Does yeah. Federer have a shot? Also, wait, we can't discount Warinka playing Joker in the fourth round. Oh, is Stan playing Joker in the fourth round? Stan is playing Joker in the... Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. We can't, that, we can't that, discount that at all. I mean, I'd almost... I'd almost say Stan has a better chance of taking out Joker than Medvedev does. Who's who Stan got in the early rounds? I, I can so see it, he's, he's playing a guy called Jay Sinner. Yeah, Yannick Sinner, I think Remember is, when I used to eat? <laughs> yeah, I think he's 17. Um... He's come to the qualifying. He's Italian, very promising, apparently. Um, I mean, so young, right? 17 or 18, I'm, I'm sure. Second round, Stan would probably get Hurkacz, who just came off set, his first win. Set win uh, third round, um, you know, Dejere or Kecmanovic. Um, I see him coming through that. So fourth round, I feel pretty good about Joker Borinka. Yeah, Novak's draw is pretty tough if we if we break it down like this, right? So he's got like Stan, yeah. then he's got Medvedev, Stan, a guy who's beaten him a lot, uh, Medvedev, a guy who's like the hottest player on tour, right? Federer, a guy who had match points in, against him in his last match, and yeah, then and you, you can't Kafa. discount that match, right? Yeah, you can't discount them playing on a hard. Uh, the um, Fed's definitely got a shot at that, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, the the they played a, a crazy close game in the uh, like a crazy close four setter in 2015, the final. Um, Federer probably should have won that as well. I think he was like four for 22 on break points. Um, Does Grigor beat Seppi in the first round? I don't know. <laughs> I think maybe he's so happy that he doesn't have to play Stan. But <laughs> <laughs> that Stan beat him in Montreal and Cincinnati, right? Yeah. And yeah. and Wimbledon and Wimbledon and, and and Roland Garros yeah yeah um, and U.S. Open last year <laughs> yeah I I'm gonna go with Seppi in five sets so um, what about our boy Casper Ruud he's got Jan Lennard Struff in the first round that's a it's a pretty good Grand Slam match <laughs> our boy Mats Vilander's boy Mats Vilander you know he's watching that front row. Oh yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's he's put some bets on for Rudd to win the <laughs> tournament at like three hundred to one for sure. Um, all right. Are so, other, so are there any other first rounds that you'd uh, encourage the listeners to watch? Um, I think I think there's some exciting ones. I think Fuksovic, Bashlasvili, both pretty steady big hitters. Bashlasvili, bigger hitter, but really steady backhands. Manorino Evans is just going to be a really cheeky match with a lot of weak off pace shots and slices. I think um, I like I like I like Fritz versus uh, Feliciano in the first yeah, round. Yeah, that's a good one. It's probably Feliciano's last US Open. Yeah, if the courts um, are playing quick, then he can be super exciting to watch because he, yep. he like rushes the net, like chips in charge, serving volley, all of I that. Like, so I like Berrettini. Berrettini Gasquet. Nice to see Gasquet make the yeah, little comeback. Yeah, 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 Gasquet. Yeah. Also, Gasquet, the only French man in the Open era with 500 match wins. Pretty remarkable. He has 500 wins. 500 wow. match. I think we for, we all sometimes forget how good he is. 
Yeah, because he th- people only talk about him in the context of oh wow, what an underachiever. He was on the like the cover of French magazine, tennis magazine when he was four. Right. The thing is, I'm pretty sure most kids who get on the cover at the age of four like don't end up with 500 wins on the tour, right? Yeah, so. I mean it's just, it's it's a staggering statistic, especially uh, with the continental forehand. Yeah. <laughs> So, so I, I like. I think that's a good match. Uh, I do like Herbert de Menard. That's an exciting match, first round. I think Carreño Busta Guido Pella could be interesting. Um, Jack Sock Cuevas. I think Cuevas should win that. It'll be interesting to see the, the type of form Sock comes back in. You know, he had that thumb injury for what almost a year. Yeah. Ten- Songa Tennis Sandgren. That's that's an interesting match, and boy, I actually uh, really Robin Hassa, a boy versus yeah. Diego Schwartzman. That's a good match, and also Chilich Klezan is a very, 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 very good match for sure. Yeah, for the for the um, enthusiasts of uh, big hitting Eastern Europeans, um, <laughs> they, they'd be into that for sure. Yeah, and I'll do so. Quick transition in, into Klezan. So I went to the Open yesterday. Um, it's free a couple, a couple days before the tournament, so I just went, saw players practice. I watched Klezan hit with his coach, Dominic Herbati, for about 30 minutes. <laughs> our boy. Yeah, our boy. A couple observations. Herbati is amazing. I think he could easily be top 100 still. Uh, <laughs> he, I think he'd beat Zverev, too. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> the guy is so good. Klezan hits the ball so hard. Um, right? It, it's amazing that he's not... He's not ranked higher and not hasn't won more titles he, he looks he looks so good when you watch him so like good but he just ground. breaks down all these top guys just they they just he's never really able able to put up like a formidable threat but against Chilich, it could be tough I, if i remember right in the juniors itf they traded one and two for a good amount of time so this could be interesting match uh, i also saw warinka practice he was supposed to play with dominic team but for whatever reason that got um, change and he ended up practicing with Jaume Munar. Uh, interesting seeing them both practice. Munar really nice to watch him play, but a bit of a lightweight inter- against uh, Warinka. Much less pace on his shot. You can definitely tell it's more of a clay quarter. Warinka playing huge, m- making a lot of errors, and also just amazing. I think in spite of us watching a lot of live tennis, I always forget, and I remember this each time I go to the practice courts. It's amazing if you get close enough and you can watch them interact with the coaches and listen to what the coaches say it's the same as when you're <laughs> in college right like danny valverdu is now working alongside magnus norman and you know he was stopping it's it's almost hilarious he's stopping a couple points and he's shadowing forehands to warinka and he's saying like more shoulder turn more shoulder turn I'm like i'm thinking wow three-time Grand Slam champion. This is stuff you need to still be reminded of. Magnus Norman was getting pissed at him. He wasn't. He was coming up a little too early on the backhand and jumping up a bit and not staying down. Pretty interesting <laughs> watching this stuff live. Um, yeah. Her body was trying to get um, Klezan to serve with more kick. Um, I saw Manorino. A lot of these players do this drill towards the end of the practice. It's basically like a 10-ball drill. Um, each ball is... Uh, fed with a different pace. You get a high ball, you get a low ball that skids, you get a ball with underspin, you get one with a heavy spin, you get one pushing with the back of the court, maybe end with two backhands. It's a good drill. We'll do that one on Friday. Yeah. It's really good to go to the practice courts. Nice to do some cheeky volley scouting. Yeah, I, I always like uh, seeing the practice session because it's, uh, it's pretty cool to watch the players when, they, when they're completely like loose. 
Yeah. Um, and like how, how easily they can sort of do stuff. Cause like in the matches, they're often quite tight. Like if you look at Nadal practice, he, his, he's hitting the ball like 30% harder than he is in a match. He hits so much bigger in practice. <laughs> so it's, it's un, un, yeah, it's amazing. It just really flattens the ball out and lets it go. Didn't get to see Federer, Nadal, or Djokovic. Um, would have been good, but hopefully we'll get a chance to see them this week. But, uh, I think that's it. I think, I think this has been a solid episode. Uh, do you want to do you want to plug uh, pl- plug our first ever uh, in cheeky interview? Oh yeah, so big, some really good content coming next week. Uh, you've definitely seen him on Instagram from Serbia, Stefan Bojic, pretty much the only tennis freestyle artist. Great guy, studied in New York, played D1 tennis at St. John's. Cheeky Volley, we did a nice hour long interview with him. We talked about tennis in Serbia, college tennis, Seinfeld, Woody Allen films. That interview is coming during the U.S. Open. That's a good one. It's a really good one. Asher, any any concluding U.S. Open thoughts uh, on the night before the tournament starts? No. Uh, just excited to, uh, to go over. All right, mate. We'll be in touch. All right. I'll see you Friday on the court. See ya. All right, a good thanks. one, mate. <laughs>